Hello, hello, welcome. I am today super excited to be chatting with Hannah. And I'm gonna invite her. Yeah, but I'm chatting with another social worker and I'm super excited. Hi, Hannah. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, it's so good to see you. You too, it has been a while. It has. Yeah. So Hannah and I used to work together at the same nonprofit um, and she left, how long ago was that? Um, it was, and I apologize if you hear my dog barking, my little pup is wanting to be in and out, in and out, of and course. so, um, yeah, and he's learned to have the puppy gate, so this is a whole new adventure, yes. I love it. Um, yeah, so, um, when was that? Uh, it would have been t June of 2019. 2019, okay, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Almost four years. Almost four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Hannah is a LMSW. She's a licensed social worker. And yeah, she and yeah. I met by working for the same nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, and I am kind of on this kick of wanting to interview other social workers and kind of yeah. see how we're using our degrees in different ways. And I thought of you because, one, we work together. <laughs> and two, yes. like... You're, you're in a space where you're doing a lot of like nonprofit, anti-DV, anti-violence work, and also coaching, business, all these mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd just be a great time to kind of chat about what those experiences have been like for you and maybe some of the ways that you use your degree. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, tell me kind of about <laughs> yourself, <laughs> things maybe that have changed. And I know you have puppies. Yes. And your pups. And so tell us a little bit about kind of your lifestyle. And um, I know you live in Michigan on a gorgeous ranch style, kind of <laughs> lots of outside. I always see Hannah's like beautiful um, images of her like decoration for the season. And I'm always like, I you cannot keep up with that. <laughs> and I envy it because it always looks so great. Um, but tell us a little bit about you and, and kind of yourself. Yeah. So I am a Michigan born and raised gal. Um, actually don't live too far from where I grew up. Um, I came from a little town called Hazlitt, just outside of East Lansing. Okay. Uh, grew up a avid Spartan fan. Uh, come from a long line of Spartans. Uh, that's a whole story for another day. Uh, so yeah. blood, blood green my whole life. Um, but yeah, just a, a long line of Spartans, uh, graduated from Hazlitt, then went to MSU, got my bachelor's in family community services through the College of Human Ecology, and then went right into getting my master's degree in social work. And then when I graduated, went into workforce development, then went into domestic and sexual violence work. Yeah. Uh, then eventually went to the nonprofit that you and I worked at, did a yep. there. Yeah. I was still doing a lot of anti-violence work and things yeah. like that. Um, uh, domestic violence, sexual violence, anti-human trafficking work. Yeah. And then eventually came back to where I'm at now as the executive director. 
Um, I've been married to my husband for 15 and a half years, which is wild, <laughs> coming up on 16 years. Yeah. Together for 18 and a oh half years. Like, yeah. where is time gone? Like, when that magic 20 comes around, I'm going to be like, what is oh my happening? God. I you. Yeah, and we live out in the country. Um, yeah, we're in the woods. Uh, we lost power during the ice storm this week, but we did get it back. So that was lovely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so generators are a necessity out here, but we did get our power back. So that's lovely. And, um, yeah, we just love our little country life out here yeah. in Michigan. We love traveling and we have four dogs. We went from having, we had cats a long time ago. We were cat people yeah. and then we no longer had cats. And then we were like, well, we're not going to do pets because we like to go places and do things. And then went from like one dog to four dogs in like two years. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, you know, we don't have kids. I, I, our dogs are our kids. And yeah. that's how we, you know, just like, they're our babies. So it's all good. It's all good. I told, so I have a golden doodle. Did you get a, you have a golden doodle? Or, she's, or a, she's a lab doodle. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, I look at her sometimes and I'm like, oh, looks like Scouty. Because I have a golden doodle. Mm -hmm. Little mm -hmm. bit different, but like just like this fluffy, like cute little thing that I love to yes. like squeeze and get my yes. emotional support from sometimes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah, I remember. I think when you got your first dog, and it was like you know we're doing this thing, and then like it seemed like not very long later that like okay we got another, okay we got another, right? But like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, good because you have. I mean. They're your, they're your um, friends and your family. Like, they are. Yeah. They are. They're our babies. And, you know, like you said, they do love you. They unconditionally love you. Yeah. They're always there for you. And they're fun. They're fun to play with. We have the yard. We have the space for it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, why not? I you only live once, right? It. YOLO. Totally. <laughs> totally. I know. So, we, yeah. <laughs> we had a dog before. And, um, like when Levi was little, my first was little and we had to part with him cause he didn't do well with like small children, whatever. And, um, now we have Scout and it's like totally different and mm -hmm. such a different personality, but like fits so well. And like when you find your pets, like you really find them. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about kind of what it's like being an executive director of uh, the organization that you work for and like all of the things, tell me about that and how you do that. In addition to coaching, I want to hear about the coaching process that you've been through. And I know I followed a little mm -hmm. bit like social media mm -hmm. and, and all mm -hmm. of that, but tell me a little bit about how that kind of evolved for you. And of course, in addition to like your day to day. Yeah. So being an executive director is an all-encompassing job. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not really just a job. I really think it yeah. is like, it's yeah. got to be a passion. It's got to be, um, you've got to have the heart. You've got to have the, the like, you've got to have the heart and soul for it. Because it yeah. is so much more than just a job description and um, mm -hmm. just something that you do and go home, um, you know, like every day. It really is like a 24 7, 365 thing that you live and breathe, especially in the nonprofit world. Um, 
you know, as an executive director and with, you know, being a social worker too, right? Like you, you already have those, those skills, those values, that heart for helping people, serving people, mm-hmm. uh, being compassionate, being empathetic, um, mm-hmm. giving back, right? So like all of those things combined then with leading people, leading an organization and being a leader in your community uh, factored in with all the different components of what it takes to lead an organization. So you're talking about overseeing all of the facilities, all of the maintenance, all of the um, day-to-day operations, the yeah. staff, um, the programs, the services. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else. <laughs> Finances. Um, you know, there's so much that goes into it. And then there's the the unexpected things that sometimes come up too in a day, uh, things you wouldn't expect, like, you know, um, something going wrong or, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. You know, something that you weren't expecting. Yeah. There's the grant management piece of it, which ties into finances to, um, yeah. you know, and just like taking care of yourself in the midst mm-hmm. of that, you mm-hmm. know, which often is like the last thing that you'll do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from personal experience because that's been my experience the last two weeks. I've not been taking great care of myself. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a heavy undertaking and that has been really something that's been challenging, especially in the last few years, navigating COVID. So yeah. I took on this job, um, uh, in July of 2019, shortly after I left where you and I worked. And then nine months in COVID happened and the world turned upside down and everything that was normal or how we had done things forever was all of a sudden obsolete. You know, we have, we run an emergency shelter. We run transitional supportive housing, advocacy, counseling, all those in-person services that we did. It was like, okay, now what? How do we do this? How do we keep people safe? How do we screen people? How do we do all of this? Because health and safety is just, you know, of the utmost importance on top of keeping people safe from perpetrators of violence, right? Right. Um, That's our primary mission and vision. So yeah, yeah, just wild, just wild, the things that um, have gone on. So there's like the baseline normal operational stuff. And then this added component of helping people navigate their health and safety and that type of stuff. So yeah, it's been an adventure. Yeah. Ah, Well, and one of the things, I mean, one of the things that I noticed in some of the way that you orient yourself as the executive director is also really caring for and model, like you said it, like modeling that self-care, like Mm -hmm. modeling sort of that for staff, right? Because it's not just Mm -hmm. you, right? You're, Mm -hmm. you are also responsible for, leading and setting kind of the tone for how people also care for themselves and how, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're paying attention not only to the clients that they're serving, but to their own needs. And I think that that's such a unique thing. And that's one of the things that I admire about you specifically, as I feel like yeah. you are very self-care oriented and like, you know, even you saying like the last two weeks, I haven't done a great job of self-care. Like that means that you know what it feels like to care for yourself mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm. Versus mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And yeah. I think specifically in social work, that's something that's really, really difficult. Yeah, it is for sure. I mean, I think the more in tune we are with ourselves in this work, the, <clears throat> that's just crucial. It's essential. Because if we're not, we're going to go off the rails very quickly. And I, uh-huh. I know what it is to be burned out. 
I, I know it. Mm -hmm. And when you get burned out, you, you cannot serve others well. You cannot do it. Um, no. And if you think you can, you're fooling yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it goes off the rails very quickly. So yeah. 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 Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you prioritize for self-care. This wasn't on the list of things to talk about. No, that's okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. So like, I, I am a woman of faith. So, you know, my mm -hmm. mornings are like my best time of day. I yeah. actually am one of those people. I look forward to going to bed so I can wake up in the morning with my coffee, uh, spending time in the word. I love journaling. Journaling is really essential for me in the morning. Um, I'm a big proponent of writing out like what I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, and then also processing through like what's not going well, kind of getting all the clutter out of my mm. head. And then mm. kind of my intentions for the day. Yeah, what I want to work out and also just think other things that I'm kind of praying for working through. Yeah. And using that as sort of a like a, a thing to keep coming back to, mm -hmm. to pray through to think through meditate on, and then kind of track that, you know, like what's what is working out? You know, what, where am I seeing evidence of God's faithfulness? Where am I seeing things coming yeah. together? Um, cause that always, you know, that is a, a like a hope, you know, uh, mechanism, a mechanism for hope and inspiration Absolutely. moving forward. Um, and I also think yeah. too, just like reading, reading is really powerful too. Not being on the phone as often. And that's a hard one. I'm guilty of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the scrolling, the Netflixing while scrolling and not really being <laughs> aware of either. Um, yeah, I do that all the time. Uh, so I'm like, I'm notorious for just like numbing out with social media and Netflix and stuff like that. So really trying to limit my social media, especially in the mornings and in the evenings. And so I read before bed most nights as a yeah. way to sort of turn off my brain, not be, um, not be so laser focused on my phone and what's going on in the world and shut my brain down that way. And usually that helps me sleep so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah. and like what I love about what you shared is like, those aren't like really big things. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like, okay, every day I go and I get a massage or every week I go and I get a massage. <laughs> I mean, like those are wonderful self-care things, but really what you're talking about is kind of the ritual and routine of being really intentional about connecting with the things that mm -hmm. you know ground you and bring you strength and joy and hope, yes. right? Like that, that's what yes. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't think self-care has to cost you a lot of money and it doesn't even have to take a lot of time. I mean, sometimes my, uh, sometimes, sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sometimes, my, sometimes my morning routine only takes, you know, like 10, 15 minutes. Um, other times it's not very long at all. So, yeah. or it's, it's a little bit longer. So, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be this lengthy process. It doesn't have to be an expensive process. Um, you know, it can take as little time, as little money as you want it to. Yeah. And, you know, just prioritizing sleep is a big thing. I mean, like, I'm like, uh, I need my eight hours of sleep. <laughs> the older I get, the more sleep I need. Uh -huh. So, you know, uh -huh. that's just, that's like, that's crucial for me. I need my sleep to operate at my best. So yeah, no, yeah. totally. I, I feel that. And I, um, I love journaling mm -hmm. and it's something mm -hmm. that I thought, you know, like I used to kind of be this, 
okay, I need to like set a candle and like play this lovely music and like really like get my warm cup of coffee and like have this very like aesthetic, like journaling, whatever ritual. And then now it's like, like sometimes I can't even read what it is that I'm purging and like getting mm -hmm. out. But like, mm -hmm. even that process is so helpful for me because mm -hmm. it's, it's me being able to like get the things out or like, you know, writing a list for five minutes of the things that I'm grateful for, like that has just as much power as like an hour of journaling. Yes. For me sometimes, right? Like yes. when I can fit it in that mm -hmm. way. Absolutely. And I think that's so helpful because yep. it doesn't have to be this like big, perfect thing. And no. Enneagram one, right? Like, yes, we want it to be yes. like, perfect. <laughs> we want it to be like, just so, and like, that's not always what I no. have the capacity no. for. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yep. So tell me a little bit about coaching and what that has. So in addition to executive director, and, and I think maybe talk a little bit about how even that has been part of your like mm -hmm. self-care and like development outside of kind of your executive director skill set as well. But tell me a little bit about the coaching and, and what that process has been like for you oh. and a little bit about your business. Yes. So I have had this dream percolating in my heart for a long time to be doing coaching and professional development with folks mm -hmm. and personal development with folks, because that has been so essential to my development as a leader and as a person and all the things. Yeah. So I actually have a note dated on my phone. I actually shared this on Instagram not too long ago, um, but I have a note that's written on my phone back from like 2018 around my birthday, which is in October. And I said something like, I just have this dream. God's telling me to just name it, say it, what it is that like, I'm going to be coaching people. I'm going to be like doing some writing. I'm going to be doing some teaching. I'm going to be doing some speaking. Like I'm going to be doing this thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, but I don't know what that's going to look like. I have no clue. I have no idea when it's going to happen, what time it's going to take. Well, here we are like five years later. And, um, I, you know, obviously have been still on the social work path, which is great. That's, you know, what I got my degree in. That's my career field. And I certainly do coaching and I certainly do all those, you know, use all those skills in my yeah. full-time work, right? Yeah. Like that's a given. But um, I think that for me, where I see myself in the, in the future, long-term is yeah. doing like coaching, speaking, um, and leading and development in, in this business that I've, that I've started as of yeah. last year. I, so I, what I ended up doing was I, I went through a certification program, uh, through, yeah. uh, through a company called go and tell gals. Okay. Uh, they're fantastic. It's founded by Jess Conley. If anyone wants to follow along with her, she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So her business go and tell gals is wonderful. Went through their certification program in fall 2021 oh. And okay. then got my certification and then, um, yeah, launched my business in 2022. Of course, work was wild, so kind of took a back seat for a minute, but gave me time to kind of reflect on what I want to do long term, how I want to prioritize yeah. things, and then ended up relaunching um, in December 2021, or yeah, 2022, yeah, 2022, and then um, have been just kind of going ahead steamrolling uh since 2023 kicked off have some clients that i've been working with i'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching primarily right now yeah um and i offer group uh coaching as well if folks want to do that and then yeah. um 
speaking engagements, I'm available for that. I love doing speaking engagements. I, I'm one of those weird people who love to, you're, speak, to speak. You're a good public speaker. Like, <laughs> one of the things that I you. remember about you is, like, <laughs> training, you know, like, those are things that you are well, you're, you're good at that. And that's, like, a natural gifting, I think, that goes along with the work that you do, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And then social work, social work supervision is part of that, too. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's definitely a need for macro supervision yeah. out there. I'm a macro uh, social worker, yep. but with my license. And so there's, there's a need for that supervision to be, to be covered out there in the field uh, for those who don't have it. Yeah. So if folks need that, I'm available for that too. So my business is Fierce and Free Coaching and yeah. I have an Instagram handle for that, a Facebook page for that. And yeah, just, uh, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. And yeah. Yeah. What type of clients do you serve? Uh, like what's your population yeah it seems, it seems to be primarily women I would say um okay I would say it's women who you know women who are kind of feeling that general like I'm not sure what I want to do with my life I need some I need to get focused I need you know some purpose I have some goals but I don't know how to strategize these goals not yeah sure what kind of action steps to take um or mm -hmm. just help me with my life. Like I'm lost. I don't know what I need. I mean, I've had some people just say, just help me with my, just help me with my life. Help yes. me get unstuck. Yeah. Um, which I totally appreciate because we've all felt that way at one point totally. or another. And then leaders too, just some leaders who need that support because they don't necessarily get support from their boards. Um, ah. and, and support for executive uh, directors and CEOs is very expensive. And if you work for an organization, you know, that is very budget conscious mm -hmm. and doesn't necessarily have the general funds or grant funds to pay for that support, mm -hmm. people seek that for themselves. But if they're in the human services field, they probably don't have a lot of extra money to do that. Right. So I try to offer that like at an affordable rate. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool because it like merges your experience of being in that role yes. also really recognizing like the things that you've needed right mm -hmm. so that lived experience mm -hmm. of your process and then also like giving back like that's incredible like that's yeah. a really cool gift yeah. that you're able to give uh, mm -hmm. I think that this field this field can be you know the work of social work can be lonely and you know from being a leader a leader in this field um you can feel like you're sort of alone even if you have supervision a totally. board, uh, a manager, people that you're talking to, but you're the person in the seat who has to make the decisions, yep. carry the decisions. It all comes down to you. And you're sometimes yeah. that per like you're the meat in the sandwich. And that's probably not the best example, but you're well, the person, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it all like, it all weighs on you. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's a catch 22 situation and you don't know how it's going to work out. And yeah. that, that can be really, really tough. And yeah. you, I mean, I've had a lot of sleepless nights, uh, a lot of doubts. And I know, I know mm. what that, I know what that feels like. And I don't want anyone to go through that thinking that they're alone and yeah. that they have to do that alone. You know, yeah. people yeah. need to feel validated and know that they have support. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think that's such like a unique gift too because what you're describing is yeah in the kind of executive coaching space those are traditionally going to be like very like high ticket like real expensive real investment but mm -hmm. if 
what we need is to support executive directors at the nonprofit level or at the you know agency level, then making it something where they can really access it themselves and maybe even like combining it with that supervision, like the clinical mm -hmm. supervision piece, or like macro supervision piece, because mm -hmm. that's also what people need. Yeah. Right. Like that's yeah. a really cool offering that you have. Yeah. 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 So. Um, tell me a little bit about like where you see your business kind of going future, like kind of, you know, speaking that are, do you see yourself continuing to do both things like kind of in your passion and in, in the growth of, of that? And, and what are some ways maybe that you've used your coaching in your executive director role as well? Yeah. Um, so I think right now it's about kind of seeing where the business unfolds at this yeah. point. I'm kind of just getting my feet on the ground in terms of yeah. what I can handle capacity wise with clients and things oh, like that, getting into a rhythm and routine. I'm sure you know yep. what that's like, yep. um, you know, cause I work 40 plus hours a week, let's be real. Yeah. And so it's like, what does that look like? What, what is that capacity that I can really maintain? Mm -hmm. um, but I think too, just kind of taking advantage <laughs> of sort of every opportunity opportunity that sort of comes my way as long as it fits the mission and the vision of, of my coaching business and, and my values as, as a coach and as a leader. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think over time, just finding that groove, like I said, I think long term, I would like to eventually do this full time, because I think the executive director role, I mean, I think it's only healthy, right, that there be turnover at some totally. point, right? Right. You know, you can't, you can't do something forever and ever and right. ever. Yeah. Um, but I still have work to do where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and I want to, I've always said, I want to leave it better than I found it. Mm -hmm. And we're well on our way there. So I just, I have, but I have some things, some irons in the fire. I still want to get to, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, my goal is that within the next couple of years, I really get that worked out. Yeah. And, um, I really do want to do more like speaking engagements though. I'd like to work with some groups, um, whether that's ministry business, yeah. um, you know, groups, students, even, you know, whoever that may be who needs some coaching or things like that, yeah. um, organizations. So yeah, just yeah. a lot of different things, just trying to find that scale, I think is something I'm going to be working on in the next couple years. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and then how I've used coaching in my job. I think I do a lot of coaching every day. I coach myself every day. <laughs> I'm coaching my, yeah, I coach myself every day. Um, yeah. trying, to coach, trying to coach staff, um, you know, just trying to be an encouragement to them. Ho hopefully they think I'm an encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying, to, trying to be an encouragement to them, um, you know, and coaching, co coaching some of the clients we work with, some of the survivors we work with. And sometimes, sometimes that's encouragement. And then sometimes that's hard conversations too, because totally. we're dealing with tough, we're dealing with tough stuff. And that requires sometimes the difficult and hard conversations and, mm. and hard, hard decisions. And, you know, having to pick like between two not great choices yeah. um, to keep people yeah. safe or to, you know, I don't know, just yeah. navigate really tough things. Um, so yeah, that's what coaching looks like sort of in the everyday. Yeah, I love that because it's, it's less about like, um, what something that you're talking about, it's less about like the separation of the two, but utilizing that skill set in different yeah. ways kind of peppered yeah. throughout your day and throughout your mm -hmm. life, really, mm -hmm. um, really this intentional part of, okay, this is the business part of what I do. Yet I use a lot of this within this space. And oh yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason I love social work because I feel like we wear so many 
roles and hats mm -hmm. and skills. And, and that's really what our degree prepares us for. But then also finding what our passions and niches within that is yes. also something that is entirely possible. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things that drew me to social work, you know, rather than like psychology, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, sociology, things like that. Social work is so flexible, so nuanced. You can yep. use it in business. You can use it in human services. You can use it anywhere. Mm -hmm. This degree is so transferable. The skills are so transferable. You haven't, I mean, really, I mean, a BSW, but even an LMSW, you can kind of take it wherever you want and do whatever you want with it. It's a, it's a wonderful degree to have. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I'm like, you know, this doesn't happen often anymore, but when I was talking with students and, and kind of like in that space of, okay, what, um, you know, what kind of degree I was always like, especially if somebody's kind of vacillating between like psych and social work, I'm always like social work, social work, social work, because you can really have that excellent foundation. And I feel like our perspective of working with people is so unique. Oh, like yeah. it's a very different perspective than kind of like the one, yes, one-to-one, -one, but it's also seeing that person within an entirely different context mm -hmm. and really their like community and all of those supports. And I think I just, I love that about yeah. the degree and, and the, the training yes. education. Yes. Yes. That person and environment, seeing people within the context of the systems, totally. it's a holistic framework and perspective. Yeah. And that is so necessary because people are complex human, oh my human beings. Yeah. And we cannot work with people unless we see them for their whole selves. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I want to be mindful of time. Sure. But um, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit. I, I, you mentioned MSU a little bit. And yeah. like, I want to talk just briefly about how you have been able to utilize your degree within that Space of kind of giving back and and I know a lot of people have been impacted by recent what mm -hmm. happened at MSU but maybe talking a little bit about how you decided hey I have the capacity to serve in this way and and what that experience has been like for you yeah so I will be honest you know as an MSU alumni I was yeah. impacted pretty significantly uh, yeah. last week I only live about 15 minutes from the university okay my husband worked for the university for about 22 years yeah and my, my my mom still works for the university and my grandfather is a retired vice president of the university so okay. like I said the family you were like yeah yeah the mm -hmm. family roots with the university go deep yeah. so with the university, you know, it's like a second home. It kind of has just always yeah. been that way for us. And so to see violence like that, uh -huh. senseless, um, just terrible violence, yeah. to impact a place that has meant so much to me, uh -huh. a place with so many memories, um, was just heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. And then, yeah. get, you know, lives, you know, were taken and impacted. And it impacted the um, immediately being, you know, an advocate, a director, a leader in the anti-violence movement, what we did was we opened up space in our schedules for those in the community. Uh, my program director and I did, should anybody in the community with it, where we serve, um, live, work, you know, be at MSU as a student, employee, whatever, 
um, need help, we were going to be available to them because we have that flexibility within our schedules. And yeah. we did get some, we did get some calls. We did some crisis support in that way. Um, also part of the rotation to provide that in-person crisis support mm -hmm. uh, on a volunteer basis. So I've gotten some requests to do that, been available for that. Went downtown to the Capitol. Um, there's been a couple rallies and protests. Mm -hmm. The students have done some really great mm -hmm. demonstrations, mm -hmm. very peaceful, very well done demonstrations where legislators have been showing up, which has been wonderful Good. to advocate, you know, for this anti-violence, you know, and, and, and just gun safety, gun violence, you know, <laughs> anti-gun violence, whatever it is, whatever it's going to take to stop this from happening. Yeah. Um, and then the candlelight vigil, which was beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, just myself and my colleague who, who does therapy dogs, um, and, and we're together on a, in a, we work together in a different volunteer capacity with an organization that she started called Giving Paws, um, you know, just trying to be available with, with dog support if needed, yeah. but then also just, you know, continued, um, you know, mental and emotional health resources as needed too. So it's going to take a while for the community to heal. Uh, but yeah. you know, the MSU folks who are doing this work need breaks too. So Absolutely. those of us, with, yeah. So those of us with the time and ability to do it, we're stepping up to help where we can. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's such a, I mean, one of, of your own experience of, of that place and the people and, you know, what all that means to you and being able to see the impact of that, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. then being able to support in a way that feels good and giving back also while you're working through your own stuff, right? Like your own <laughs> yeah. feelings. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, that's like social work in general, like we're always mm -hmm. working through our stuff as yeah. we are also yeah. helping other people. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But what a great way to support the community and to really provide provide that um, holding of, of that for the people. Cause yeah, I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially in proximity to it, like I, you know, I'm not an MSU grad. I don't understand. I, I didn't go there. Right. I don't have mm -hmm. that connection, but also like it, I like in Michigan specifically, I feel like everybody's one degree removed from oh. somebody who either is at MSU or who, <laughs> know somebody right like there's uh, there's that connection that mm -hmm. happens mm -hmm. yeah everybody was impacted in some way by it and just seeing the outpouring of Absolutely. support across the nation and you know college students resonated with it whether they go to msu or not i mean yeah they can put themselves in the shoes of those students and feel totally. that and yeah. so yeah just i think it resonated with everybody in some way yeah, absolutely. What, um, what type of ongoing support is available? Um, so like if anybody's watching, listening that needs some ongoing support for that, what do you know of that MSU is offering or, you know, other college students that are impacted? Yeah. So MSU has, um, MSU for employees has an employee assistance program that's available. So that can be found right on their website. Okay. They also have um, a counseling assistance program for students. If you follow Michigan State U on Instagram or Michigan State University on Instagram or uh, okay. Facebook or any of those, they're posting regular updates all the time about when and where those resources are available. 
So every week, and I think even on weekends, they are doing counseling, therapy, having therapy dogs available. It's really amazing. I mean, the trauma-informed and responsive care to all of this has yeah. been incredible. That is absolutely incredible. And like, what a also sense of like community yes. pride that's mm -hmm. happening of like really seeing that connection and support that shows up. Yes. Like that's really cool. Yes. There's to be able to been, see that, witness yeah, that. There, yeah. There's been art therapy. There's been like meditation rooms set up, you know, then the dogs coming yeah. in for support. I mean, all different types of ways. I know some of the parks have opened up for free around here, even other places like the Ford estate down in Detroit opened up for free, you know, like come down and enjoy oh. it. If you're, you know, an MSU student or faculty member, come down and just show your ID and you'll get them for free. So, I mean, yeah. that is incredible. Like that stuff matters. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's a lot of resources yeah. out there. Um, go to the, the Michigan State University page and everything should be there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'll make sure to post that as well. And then, um, what <laughs> is there? What is the best way for people to get a hold of you? For yeah, reaching out to you. Um, I know we did this on your like personal page, but I know yeah, you also yeah. have a business business page. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, tell tell me a little bit about where people can contact you. I'm gonna post the MSU contact, and then I'll post links to your stuff as well. Yeah, so you can uh, find me on my business is just fierce and free coaching. Um, okay. And that's on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Um, and then, um, you know, my Instagram handle I know is showing up with my name. So, yeah. you know, that's just Hannah underscore Lee underscore gotcha. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, uh, my website is just fierce and free coaching.com. And there's cool. a link to contact me through there, you know, via email. So yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, I want to make sure that people like one, the, I mean, part of the vision for these, the series that I'm yeah. kind of doing, doing is to connect other social workers, hear from social workers, like the type of work that you do. And then, I mean, especially in that macro level mm -hmm. space. So if somebody's looking mm -hmm. for some macro level support, yeah. I feel like you have a wealth of knowledge and information that you can provide. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always happy to just chat to people too. I do get a yeah. lot of people, even just from the community who reach out and say, hey, how have you navigated this situation? Or this is going on. I'd love to bend your ear. Let's grab coffee. I mean, and I won't charge you for that. I love that. <laughs> you know, uh, you know yeah. I'm a social worker. I get it. Sometimes you just got to talk to somebody, bend an ear, get an idea. You know, mm -hmm. and just, you know we, we all need that. So, you know, if, if you ever yeah. need that support, I'm in your, I'm in your corner. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, Hannah. Thank you for taking time yeah. to chat with me and for doing this. I'd like to have yeah. you back again and talk more. We didn't quite get into boundaries and like that's something that I want to make sure that we talk about. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. So I'll, <laughs> I'll have you back and maybe we can do like part two on boundaries okay. and workplace and maybe some more self-care discussion. But I want to say thank you for being here and for taking time to chat with me. And um, I'm going to post your links and all that so that people can get in touch with you. Okay. Awesome. All right. Great. Thanks, Talara. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye.